This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakoven. I love Billy Steve. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Friday to everybody out there. This is On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket. We are with you every weekday, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 here locally in Lincoln, Nebraska. Of course, you can listen to us in a variety of ways now on, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, uh, and obviously all, all the all the podcast downloads that you can find, the ticketfm.com. Um, so t- a lot of different ways, but at least in Midwestern time, four to six here. Uh, as uh, I am Jake Bachman, and I welcome in my partner, Strick, longtime NBA vet, of course, a Husker Hall of Famer as well. Strick, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there, Boxster. It, it is a wonderful day. I'm looking forward to Obviously, Fridays are some of the best days that we have yeah. uh, outside of Thirsty Thursdays. I think that we're creating just wonderful things that we're starting to build here on the block. And it's it's always good. The, the interviews that we're able to get, uh, people that we're able to come on to give their perspectives about the show. We're going to have another one, one today. We're going to be creating uh, Fit Talk Friday where we can just kind of just get on and discuss some some topics in the areas of wellness health fitness um you know even some economic health you know what i mean like we'll just have different people in different times to come on 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 a segment for us just to give the listeners something to to grasp and take through the weekend you know until they come back and see us again on the block but it's going to be fun our block party is always fun you know the groups that we get together you know obviously mike melby as well as uh tom stevens comes on and joins us uh, sometimes we uh, will have some groups come on and just join us on the block. So it's fun, man. I'm, I'm excited about what, what, what's, what we're having today. Casey Carter is going to join us in the second hour around 545. Uh, Aluva is a product that I, I have been uh, looking into and endorsing and doing some work with them. So they're going to join us on the block and share some wonderful things about what they have to offer in, in helping areas of our gut and leaky gut and just different things like that. That's, uh, you know, we deal, we deal with a lot of things, man. Everything is good. Ain't in the food. That's why I'm wondering why at this time, Bach, what's going on with these athletes? Like how does Bryce James go from four ten to six, eight? <laughs> he's going through his days? growth spurt. Yeah. He's got his growth. Yeah. How does that, how does that happen? Bro? <laughs> it's in the chicken nuggets or something. It's something yeah. going on. Yeah, it's it's some spiked chicken these days. <laughs> Boy, if I was tasting it back then, I might not have been six three. It might have been six six, and I you know, like my son, and I, I probably would have been all right right about now. <laughs> of course, that, I'm looking forward to Fit Talk Friday. I don't think it's uh, necessarily um, going to be fit, but some people think mentally. Your mental health can be helped, and Aaron Rodgers attempted to help his mental health recently with some psychedelic drugs. Uh, he said it's led to the best uh, season of his career. Obviously, he was uh, he's back-to-back MVP. Um, 
Uh, it's it's kind of interesting. What, I mean, what did you uh, what did you kind of take away from that Aaron Rodgers story? It's kind of a weird offseason. He's getting weird tattoos and talking about taking psychedelic drugs. Of course, this becoming off the year was a uh, year where he was uh, um, I forget the way he put it, but unvaccinated and and, and kind of going back and forth between Packers management with that. Um, he's a hell of a player. He's getting older. I, I get all that, but he's he's getting kind of weird. <laughs> Well, see, and that, the thing about sports is um, there's 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 two components that happen in sports, right? In your younger days, you have in in some instances what they call Samson syndrome, where you when when you know you remember Samson in the Bible, where every time he got into trouble, you know, there's stories about him. Every time he got into trouble, he always had an exit strategy, and it was it usually involved his strength or his you know virility. You know what I mean? And with 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 us, when we're younger and we're playing, we feel like we're untouchable, we're unstoppable, i.e., you know, things that happen like with, you know, Henry Ruggs and situations like that. We just think that, you know, we're superheroes, right? And then you have all the shows and the, the, the Iron Mans and all the Spider-Mans. You have all the shows showing that you're a superhero and you, you yourself feel you're that in your youth. And then when you get older, then there becomes a change, right? You start looking for do either money security or you're looking for a championship legacy. And so then you transition into that. And then you get towards the tail end of your career. Then you get to, I don't give a, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's kind of how to start. I think Aaron Rodgers has been, you know, beaten up, looked over, talked about, you dealt with all these different issues throughout your career. And then it just gets to a point where, You've solidified yourself. Your legacy is complete. Your bag is intact. Yes, you know, you look at your main Mannings and you look at your Tom Brady. He's they're the GOAT. I don't, I'm I'm in the top five category. Beep you. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do what I do. And that's kind of I think that's where Aaron Rodgers falls in that category. Yeah, it's just strange. We know that his his relationship with his like parents and his brother hasn't been good for years. Um, there's always something about his dating life. Apparently, you know, his latest girlfriend um, maybe have kind of got him into this, this psychedelic stuff. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's uh, it's something. Else. Is it is it is it a peyote moment? Is it going <laughs> and sitting in the TPs and then you're having the peyotes? Oh yeah, and then you fall into the trance, and is that is that what we're talking? Are yeah, we talking the peyote. Yeah, he drinks some tea. <laughs> He went over and drank some tea somewhere. Pay, pay ODT. Yeah, there okay. you go. So uh, it, we'll see kind of what that has, uh, you know, what, what comes from that. Just Aaron Rodgers uh, being weird, and, and that's that uh, actually seems to be quite – Quite normality now these days, but uh, we also have uh, Scott Frost hit the podium today and uh, all but declared uh, Casey Thompson the starter. Uh, let's get to that quote here um, before you know because it's it's one thing to have me tell you that, but we can get uh, to Scott Frost saying it as well. Um, and and Frost had a lot of different things to say, but here's that specific quote. Um, he kind of talks about Casey Thompson a little bit before, basically saying it's it's uh, it's his job to lose. Yeah. Uh... You know, Casey had an off-season procedure done on his thumb. Um, I got to tell you, he, his his play has really risen since spring, and and I think that had something to do with it. We got a lot of quarterbacks playing well right now, but I, I've been really pleased with what I've seen from Casey, and and um, we'll let him keep working. And r- right now, it, it's his job to lose. So there you have it. I mean, I think it's something that we all kind of figured, but they've kind of been uh, hesitant to really say 
uh, straightforward. And, and, and from there, you know, it, it's good also to hear the surgery on the thumb. He's looking better from spring to fall. Maybe that's why they didn't play him so much in the spring game, you know, because he didn't want to get a bad uh, feeling for, for how he was playing or whatever. I still would have liked him to chuck one deep to Trey Palmer, but that's just me. I, I think entertaining the fans should be part of the spring game as well. But in any case, um, surprised that at this point, you know, you're still three weeks away um, that he says that. Or, or how, did, how did you read that? Did you basically read that as him proclaiming him the starter? Or um, do you kind of think he's still, still holding out the chance that somebody else might come in there and fight him off? No, I think at this point it's 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 pretty evident that that's what we're looking at. We're looking at Casey Thompson's definitely going to be the guy taking the snaps. He's going to get the number one reps. Uh, he's going to lead the charge, I think, into these first three games. I think these first three games are evaluation evaluation games for Casey Thompson. I think they're they're going to be ones that they're looking at intently to see how uh, he's managing aspects of the game controlling the game, running the game, leading the team, doing all of those things within these first three games. And then I think the solidification of that is going to come in the Oklahoma game. Um, if he plays very well, I think it's it, it's going to it's going to bowl well for him and what goes on forward. I still think there should be some discussions uh, with the quarterback room with regards to uh, any struggles, any setbacks, anything. Don't be discouraged but we're going to give this guy another look or we're going to give this guy a quarter or we're going to give this guy, you know, two sets. So that way it's, it's, it's understood. And that way you don't get frustrated by the fact that you're thinking you're looking over your shoulder or somebody know it's your job. And I think that's what, you know, coach, coach uh, Frost uh, alluded to by saying it's his to lose. And so I think that's the way to look at it at this point. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, he, Coach Frost is a smart guy. He knows uh, when he says something like that, that's probably how it's going to be interpreted. And I, I got to believe that that was strategic, right? Like it was it's about time to say, okay, let's start rallying. So the team knows. Let's start rallying around Casey. Uh, we're starting to solidify. He said some, you know, some other stuff we'll get to later, you know, certain spots on the offensive line. Um, there's a lot of, lot of positions still open and, and battling, but – you know, at, at some point, especially with quarterback, you you want to know what you're getting into, especially the week zero game. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's smart to um, to get this prepared. And something Nathan's been saying all offseason is that he thought it, it should be pretty much proclaimed pretty early so that you can kind of rally around him. Um, and, uh, and it, and it has happened, you know, you wait, uh, wait, you know, practice number eight, I believe is what they had today. Um, they got a scrimmage going for tomorrow. So, um, you know, it, it's, 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 they're not, they're not going to release a depth chart. They didn't announce him the starter, but by saying it's his job to lose, I think they did everything but that. Uh, here's uh, Scott Frost today, again, at the, at the uh, presser, the, the podium today after practice, um, he was asked if Casey has separated himself from the other quarterbacks i don't know if he separated himself he's just played well other guys have played well too uh he's obviously the guy with the most experience that we have um i want him to keep getting better uh, i want all the guys to keep getting better we got really good players around whoever's going to be quarterback but seeing a lot of consistency and just uh you can tell he's experienced because he he does some things that uh young quarterbacks don't do well, there you have it. There you hear again, Scott Frost after the after the press conference today, and kind of doing what what you were kind of saying. It's maybe kind of leaving it open, letting the other quarterbacks know they're doing well uh, as well. But uh, so not not yet. We're not ready to say that he's separated himself from the pack. So you know that's kind of interesting too. Is is what. Um, what role is the backup quarterback kind of figuring 
going into the season? Is it um, mop-up duty? Is it, you know, or do you have a package for him? Do you have, you know, something where, you know, if you see Chubba Purdy as your more of your bigger running quarterback threat, maybe you have a red zone package or something for him. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see something like that, um, though I do think they have a lot more faith in, in, K- in Casey in the red zone and passing than they did, obviously, with Adrian, which uh, didn't work out as well all, all the time. Well, I, I, I also think when I look at this whole thing, right, uh, I think they're looking at these first three games and speaking in, 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 uh, to the team about probably this. Go out and blast these teams. Do not take them lightly. Do not look over them. Do not look from week one to week two. You go out there, handle business quarter to quarter, winning the first quarter, winning the third quarter, and pounding teams in the fourth quarter so that you 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 get back to a mentality of dominance, right? This will leave room for those quarterbacks to get work. Handle first team your business, then give the other parts of your teammates options and opportunities to be able to get out there and perform and continue to build on what you were able to put together. I think those are some of the conversations I would really be having uh, in, in, in the collective of the of those groups coming together. I, I would really be speaking in those terms. Go out there, handle business, no plays off. You've got help. We're going to send somebody and know that somebody, if you're not doing your job, is going to come in and fill your spot. If you're not putting in the effort, you're not putting in the work, you're not putting in, you know, the, you know expending that energy. I think that's a, 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 an important point that they need to look at in order to, uh, especially in these first three games. Yeah, and in, in generally in fall camp, too, they're, they're kind of getting uh, prepared for the season. And then once you get closer to, um, you know, leaving fall camp into prep for Northwestern, that's when they really start getting into that. But you wonder if they maybe use a little, a few practices in fall camp to kind of just start getting ready for Northwestern as well. I think there's an interesting dynamic there, Strake. And I don't know if you've been on uh, a team where this would kind of fit in that category, where you have to think that the focus, I mean, just the, the, the whole fresh coat of paint, the different uh, coaches and players that they brought in and, they, and Frost talked about that too and we'll get to that here in a bit but um, you know all of that kind of coming in it's, it's, the focus has got to be locked and, and ready to go and zeroed in on Northwestern um, and you coming off that 3-9 and nine season you think you'd be hungry as heck at the same time they destroyed Northwestern I mean, they, they, you know, so how do you, how do you think as, as you know, whether you've been in that position or not, how do you kind of balance out to keep that hunger um, to avenge last season at the same time, not taking the team light when you head over um, to Ireland and, and they're talking about making it all business when, when you destroyed that team, when, when that's the one team you do feel like you did, you know, you got everything that you needed done against them last year in Memorial Stadium. Exactly. Right. That's a setup. And so with that in mind, I look to those other games that they did to, they did lose to, your Illinois. Oh, yeah. That, so I focus on the previous year. I mm-hmm. focus on game one of last year, not focusing on Northwestern, who they were, what, I, what we thought they were, or how we beat them or dominated them last year. I'm looking at game one. Game ones of the last two years were, in essence, failures, I think. You know, I just – I think – their failures and so when you look at it from that standpoint focus on that and then that then allows the focus to be shifted to we haven't taken care of businesses in week one 
this is another week zero opportunity for us to change that and start to set set the set the pattern of a snowball effect downhill of W's, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny, too, off the text line. Thunder says, uh, did, did Scott Frost have an opening statement today? Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, making a joke from Big Ten Media Days. Um, I, I think he I think he did. I think he I, I guess I don't know. I, I I wasn't there, but, you know, just kind of reading the press conference clippings. I think uh, that uh, that he came out and, and said some stuff before going to questions, but maybe he didn't. I, I think that would probably uh, be kind of funny. But I mean, he, he was like they got this stuff planned out. It's not like surprise. Scott Frost is going to talk to you today. Scott Frost was, yeah. was prepared to do this. So I think um, well, that he probably did. And, and, you know, he wasn't he didn't have questions before like he did at, at Big Ten Media Days, which is probably why he chose not to do an opening statement. Well, Bach, here's the thing, though, I think that was interested, uh, you know, not necessarily well, that we should be interested in or to take a look at based off the conference. Uh, I mean, off the uh, uh, the press conference. Mm-hmm. Right. He talked about the running back room. He expressed how each of those guys are performing very well. Um, they're. From one day to the next, there's another guy that's stepping forward and stepping up and and handling business. And that he basically said there's a lot of capable bodies at that position. That's a positive. okay? but it also it also speaks to Applewhite in raising the the level of expectancy in that room. okay? so they don't they they know where they want to go, but we just don't know what we're going to get out of it. But we just know that there's probably going to be some turnover opportunities in that room, probably depending on what the, what the game plans are for uh, each week. Right. Yeah. Um, The other thing he talked about is NIL that he's happy about NIL for the players. He also probably set the, set an understanding in, in, in the locker room with regards to, there are going to be some guys that are pretty happy. There are going to be some guys that are pretty satisfied. They're doing well. And there's going to be some that are that are not uh, at a certain level. And he he looks like he's trying to um, mitigate some of those problems that can happen internally in the locker room. It seems like he's addressing those those things. I don't know how, but it, you can just tell by by the way he speaks about it. But he also expressed that his guys in the NIL companies are doing very well. They're doing an unbelievable job. And it has helped to attract the kind of talent that is giving the depth to the, the Nebraska uh, the, the Nebraska football team that they haven't had in a while. And so we're going to see how that plays out. These first three games are important in that in that process of understanding really where they are as a team. Really, have they shored up those areas of concern? And also, uh, are they do they have the depth that we perceive that they have at this point? Yeah, I find that NIL discussion just fascinating because it is, you know, we're still kind of in the initial stages of what what is the locker room effect going to be of that. And uh, it just feels like Nebraska's locker room's all on the same page. And, and and sometimes, you know, that's always kind of the off-season talk, but you kind of feel it. I, I, I honestly do believe it to be a little bit more true this year, um, maybe just because of the conversations that I've, they've heard and had with um, some of the current players. But it just feels like there, there's a little bit more of a togetherness. Um, and, and I think they feel that way. So I'm going to go ahead and trust the guys from inside the locker room. Um, but uh, it, it is it, – it, it's fascinating because this past year, and we kind of saw this, you know, maybe with Casey Rogers in particular, um, with the NIL stuff, you're you weren't you're not going like as a as a returning player, you're going to get um, you know a certain you know you maybe can get a, a deal with a local company or whatever, um, but you're not going to have the uh, collectives get together and offer you a big amount of money. Um, 
if you're if you're a commodity already at the school. But if you're a commodity in the transfer portal, well then yeah, then you're going to get bidded for and you're getting you're going to get all these opportunities through NIL and uh, and I think that's why a lot of guys hit the transfer portal. A lot of guys decided to go out there just because they didn't want to miss their chance just because of the timing. Like I mean because in high school they didn't get the opportunity to do the NIL thing. And if you've noticed as, as we've seen I I, and I know you and uh, Nate talked about the uh, the poll that they did uh, among college athletes and college administrators and and, and coaches and uh, it was kind of like the NIL has has geared a lot more toward pay for play. And so I think that there is um, – I think that there's kind of two thoughts there. One is that eventually it's going to settle down. It's going to be kind of like a professional locker room where it's the same idea. You've got guys making vast amounts of different type of money, um, and you've got it – like it helps kind of define roles to a degree, um, but it, it is it is what it is. And, and, you know, professional locker rooms have dealt with that for years. Um, but I think it might take a little bit of time to get there because there are – Guys that just feel like, you know, maybe they're more of a commodity than somebody that was added in the transfer portal, but they they don't have the NIL opportunities that they had just because of the timing. And so I think it might, just because of the newness of it, just because of those uh, lack of opportunities in, in, for being loyal, there might be some type of feeling the other way about, uh, about different guys. Now, whether that happens in Nebraska's locker room or across the country, I'm sure it'll happen somewhere. But hopefully, you know, Scott Frost, part of his job is to kind of limit that as much as he can. It sounds like things are going pretty well along that along those lines. Yeah, and and that's that's the that's the thing that we can only hope for. We're just hoping that it's it's able to be put on the field um, and not just talked about uh, in the locker room. Sutter Heyman text line is always open to you, our listeners. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. You know, what do you think about what Scott Frost had to say today? Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, do you think it's just you know just talk, or do you think it's it's uh, you know he's he's doing a w- good job of managing? Uh, the locker room as a CEO role, as opposed to uh, being the guy and allowing them to do their jobs and their different coaches, the different coaches in their coaching rooms. So uh, we'll see. Uh, 402-464-5685. Unfortunately, we got to take a break right now. We'll come back uh, after this and we'll talk a little bit uh, on the next segment about Kyler Murray. You know, uh, how easy it is to be the head player or the head coach in charge when it comes to calling plays. We'll be back and we'll talk about that on the next segment here on The Block. Thank you, Blockheads, for listening in. We'll be right back.